We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Friday, uh, October 23rd. We're in week seven of the NFL season. This is the DFS uh, episode of the podcast. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always by Andrew Laird on Friday mornings. Andrew, uh, how are you this uh, this wonderful Friday? I'm good, I'm good. This is um, a bit of a wacky slate um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, and I warned you yesterday as we were slowly getting ready for this podcast that I'm going to need a lot of help this week because... <laughs> Um, the first runs of a few of my cash lineups seemed like they were filled with disasters. And so I'm hoping that our conversation here will help me as well as everybody watching and listening. Well, I hope so too. Last week, uh, last week was my first kind of frustrating week of the season. The season started out really well. And, you know, I like to talk about things I do well and things I got right. Last week was, uh, last week was a tough one. The Matthew Stafford, like three rushing touchdowns for Detroit was just miserable. What was and that? then Ugh. I, I, all teams, right? You didn't expect that. And then the T.Y. Hilton stuff, like, I liked him as kind of a flyer, get in there, and, like, he scores in the second quarter. I'm like, all right, here we go. They're starting to use him. He was getting some looks, and they called it, it was called back on a penalty. I'm like, oh, that's no good. But all right, they at least use him. Next, like, next series, 25 yard catch for Hilton. They called a bad pass interference. I think it was on Pascal, maybe. And then this didn't go to him again. So it was like one catch for 11 yards. But I was watching the game, and I was like, oh my, he was like involved. He was active early and just, it fell apart. So it was a, it was a tough one, but uh, you know, that's kind of the world of DFS. You're going to have some weeks that are really bad blanks, but uh, you know, we had some good calls in there, but uh, you know, the T Y Hilton one was, was especially frustrating. And of course that was the week that rivers threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Right. And like you yeah. would, if, if I told you that you'd be like, yeah, I would lock in T Y Hilton and like keep going. And um, it just seemed Instead, like uh, it was uh, Marcus Johnson and Zach Pascal all day. It was, yeah. uh, it was, it was quite fun. Uh, it just seemed like the guys in the, River like Rivers was never a consideration for me last week, and it seemed like, yeah. but he was in that range with Stafford. But like we just like Stafford so much that like there was just no consideration for me for the other guys, and it just felt like everyone else in that group did well yeah. except Stafford. And of course, 
I mean, if you told me that was the last, that was the first time that the Lions had three rushing touchdowns <laughs> since Barry Sanders, I totally would have believed you. And yet, yeah, it, like, I would too. Oh yeah. man. It, and then the, yeah, Matt, you got Matt Ryan winning tournaments <sighs> after, uh, you know, he didn't, he had one touchdown pass over the three prior weeks or whatever it was. It was, uh, it was a, it was a little bit of a weird week. I mean, then, you know, Derek Henry, obviously, if you didn't have him, you were kind of dead in a lot of games. And it's, uh, it was a, it was a weird week of like there were some guys that went crazy, and then a whole bunch of guys who did nothing. It was like in, in like season long leagues, scores were really really low because yeah. you kind of there weren't a lot of guys that went off. But in, in DFS, the scores were crazy high because the guys who did go off, people had it was it was a strange week of football. The the Derrick Henry thing was particularly tilting for me because I pretty much had him in my cash lineup all week, and. I don't know if it was Saturday or even Sunday morning, I switched to Mike Davis and it's weird to have like a one V one be so detrimental. Like if I, if I, and obviously Henry had a huge game and Davis uh, uh, didn't, and Davis was more popular in cash than Henry anyway, but it's like to have that one decision completely make or break me. Like the nice thing about cash games is that you don't, you don't need a perfect lineup uh, in order to cash. And yet, it was literally just the difference of Henry. I wasn't going to play Henry over Alexander Madison, um, which uh, obviously <laughs> results-based uh, viewing right. makes it look really stupid. But the uh, that decision ended me. Like I would have been perfectly fine if I stayed with Henry. I just made one change. I don't think I changed anything else. And yet uh, that that's what did it. And yeah. so looking at this week, it's like there. I had many more guys that I kind of wanted to consider. Like I think they're... There are so many ways that you can go this week, and yeah. I kind of hate all of them. <laughs> and so it's like it's really tough. That's a that's a good start. I actually think it's a better GPP <laughs> week. I think like building GPP lineups, particularly with stacks and runbacks, make a lot more sense than yeah, the cash games this week, just because there there are a few places where it's kind of obvious people are going to go, but the the range of of available players at each spot means you can really make some very different lineups. Um, which uh, only leads leads you to more decisions, which is generally what I try to avoid. Like if right. I, I want to have as few players in my pool as possible, and it just seems like there's so many this week. Yeah, so let's jump into the overall slate. We've got uh, we have four teams on by real quick: Indy, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Tennessee. So you know, kind of a a group that you're like, oh well, I'm not really missing too much on there. I mean, Minnesota maybe, but the rest of them, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Derrick Henry. But uh, I, actually, I have that wrong, don't I? Because Derrick Henry's on the slate. Yeah, he's on the it's slate. Ba- it, it's Baltimore, not Tennessee, because of the because of the of the COVID shift with the with the Steelers Ravens game, um, and then Thursday night we had uh, the Giants and Philly, which is a just a horrible horrible game to watch. I watched a bunch of it. It was, it was like weird. NFC East, man. It was close but terrible, and Dan, Daniel Jones like fell down on the sprint, which was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But the, um, uh, my favorite was, was the was... Eagles tweeted something out like first place, and they're two four and one. <laughs> it's like... yeah. My favorite was like it's like middle of the second quarter. Jeff Erickson, who we both uh, work with, uh, tweeted something like, "You know, this game's actually not that bad." And like the next four plays were like fumble, twenty-nine yard missed field goal, and he just like yeah. it just the, the the responses to him were classic. Yeah, thanks, he was like, Jeff. oh yeah, thanks Jeff, you ruined this game for us. Now we have to go watch the debate. And it's great. Um, <laughs> then we have Monday night. We had the Bears at Rams, but uh, the big story of this slate is that we it, it's gone from eleven to a twelve game slate. We have um, 
The Raiders, uh, the Raiders and Buccaneers game moved from Sunday night to Sunday afternoon, so it wasn't like a standalone game due to the Raiders' COVID issues. And that game, you know, sounds like it's, Adam Schefter tweeted this morning that all the Raiders tested negative. That game's still on, uh, still may get pushed back, but on right now. And then the, the Cardinals uh, Seahawks game, which is like one of the bigger games on the slate. We have Wilson and, and Kyler got pushed to Sunday night. There was a lot of talk that you know maybe they take that off the slate, but d- at least DraftKings and I think FanDuel also have left that on the main slate. So we've got kind of a kind of a, a throwback to 2016 where we've got a we got we got the all day slate rather than the uh, the afternoon games ended. Uh we, I always loved how there was such a negative pushback to it uh when they made that decision to not include the Sunday night games. Right. And then it took me like literally one slate to be like, "Oh, I this is great. Like I don't have to wait. Exactly. Like I usually don't watch this all of the Sunday night game." Um and so it's, it's going to be weird because that game's obviously going to be really popular. I mean, it has yep. a 75 point total if I uh, saw that correctly. Maybe it's 175, <laughs> but like that's like you're going to finish the second wave of games, which is usually the last the the, uh, the end of it and really have no idea where you stand because that next game just is going to have so many people in it that um, I don't know. Like I'm going to sleep on Sunday night having no idea yeah. how I finish. And you know, with the, it being late game, it even pushes up those percentages a little more because people love to have that late hammer. And you yeah, know, it, yeah. it, it shouldn't enter your thinking, but you know that it will for a lot of people. Yeah, there's no, gonna be people who have like get twenty percent yeah. more points in the yeah. late game. There's gonna be people that have like five players in that lineup. Sure, it's gonna, it's gonna be, and you're gonna have like the people are gonna have like fifty points going into that game, and suddenly have you know 170 points. So it's gonna be, uh, it should be pretty interesting. But we've got uh, one, two, we got six games that are a, a fifty point or higher total. We have Cleveland, Cincinnati. Detroit, Atlanta is 56 and a half. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans is 51. Uh, New Orleans, 5 and 0 on the over in their games. So the, uh, all five of the games have gone over on, on, on the schedule so far. Green Bay, Houston's 57. Seattle, Arizona, we mentioned, uh, is 56. Uh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, which you never think of as a high scoring game, is 51 and a half. Um, I think we're, we're obviously seeing the NFL changing a little bit this year with the, with more offense, less defense, but that's three games with a 56 or over. I know that as long as we've been doing the podcast, we've not had that many games that high. Yeah. Um, which like I was saying, like it's a great GPP slate because, um, I think people are going to gravitate towards that Seattle, Arizona game just because it's so, yep. it's expected points, but like, obviously it's not even the highest total. Um, so like if you can actually somehow get lower ownership on the highest total game, it's like, that's a wacky, uh, situation, but like any of those games could be the highest. Like, so it's not like oh, for sure. just yeah, because, yeah. uh, Packers, Texans, or, uh, Seahawks Cardinals are the top two. Like there's easily other games that could, that could, uh, have more points for in sure. it. It'll really be the surprise if like, uh, I was going to say the jets, but it's definitely not the jets. But like if, uh, you know, Kansas city Denver ends up with the most points, like it, Patrick Mahomes is in the game. Like that one could have the most points too. So like, exactly. there are a lot of ways you can go in GPP. Yeah. And then for low totals, you know, there, we now have the 38, 39, 40 that we used to have uh, in, in, in the old days of 2019. Um, we have uh, Dallas Washington's 46. Uh, the game you mentioned before the jets and Buffalo's 45 and the Niners and Patriots is actually 44 and a half. Uh, the crazy thing about the Buffalo game is that over under is like in the mid forties, Buffalo has like a 30, like a 30 point implied total. They're huge favorites. I think they're 13 and a half, 12 and a half point favorites in that game. Um, the jets have not covered a spread yet this year, which seems impossible because they're big underdogs every week, but, uh, still haven't covered a spread. Andrew, what's going on in New York there? Usually scoring points helps, uh, (laughs) covering the spread. So, um, they just don't, I mean, they're, they're the worst team I've ever seen in my entire life. There and the funny thing is Without like hyperbole. you're you're saying that, but there's nothing hyperbolic about that. Like no, they actually might be the worst team I've seen, at least in a lot of years. It's um they're bad everywhere. And yeah. so um 
yeah, it's as simple as that. They're they're horrific. The the Bills are very good, and um, although they obviously look terrible in their last game, but playing the ten, the Tennessee Titans is a lot different than playing the Jets, and yeah. so uh, yeah, they're they're absolutely absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's 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 rough for sure. So <laughs> support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cashback or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits, too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VCUSA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Uh, let's jump into the running backs. Um, you know, we still have no Christian McCaffrey on the slate. He's uh, sound like he's going to be out uh, one more week. Uh, Alvin Kamara is the top price guy on DraftKings, 7,900 there. Um, you know, one of those things that Kamara is obviously really good. And obviously you add in the, the Carolina matchup, but it just uh, everything boosts way up. You always like a running back against the Panthers. Uh, good game script. Uh, they're they're favored by seven and a half. So you like that for a running back, a high total. You like that for a running back also. Uh, you know, Kamara just kind of checks everything right now. He's got eight plus targets in four of their five games. He doesn't have a lot of carries, though, which always it boosts the risk a little bit. You know, you risk those goal line uh, carries and Latavius Murray probably gets those um, 13 or fewer carries in four of their five games. Uh, the Panthers actually held David Montgomery fairly well last week, but he still had 97 total yards. We had mentioned him. Todd Gurley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Todd Gurley had 121 yards that touchdown the week before the Panthers. They allowed they allowed six rushing touchdowns the first two games. Only only two in the last four games. They have they have kind of shut down and they they put the hole in the dike a little bit. But uh, are you are you in on Kamara this week or the other guys you like more below him? Uh, let's start at the top with, with Alvin. Yeah, I think he's going to be really popular. There's um, if he's not the most popular running back, he's going to be second. We'll get to the other guy that I think is going to be up there, but. Uh, like you said, he like checks all the boxes. The only one he doesn't is the obviously the goal line carries, which it's not like he doesn't get them at all, but he's certainly not um, the guy that we like expect to get a bunch of those. But um, obviously, Michael Thomas's situation it doesn't sound like he's going to play. Or at least he hasn't even practiced yesterday. Yeah. Um, he now has like a new injury as well. Somehow you get injured while rehabbing, which I mean I guess happens. I don't think he got it in the uh, the scuffle that led to his suspension, but. <laughs> Um, if he doesn't play, then obviously we like Kamara more because uh, Kamara sees an uptick in, in targets. Um, right. Obviously, you were, you were mentioning how many he's gotten. And so, yeah, I think he's going to be really popular just um, paying that much for potentially two running backs. I mean, the, the other one I'm, I won't beat around is Aaron Jones. Um, yeah. Packers obviously have that. They're in the game with the highest total. The hesitation with Jones is always Aaron Rodgers. Like, it could always be a Rodgers game. Um, right. But um, they're you know, favored at home against, or excuse me, at Houston. And so, um, you know, if there are a lot of points in that game, then Jones could certainly be there. I just, Jones has, it, the the usage is always the hesitation for me in terms of, and it's kind of similar to Kamara, which is weird because, um, you know, neither of them get 25 carries a game like we right. see with Derrick Henry. But uh, I think those two guys are going to be pretty popular. And it's just a matter of whether you want to build with both of them because they're pretty expensive, but uh, which, you know, forces you to have to pay down at other spots. But, uh, you know, in cash games, generally people are willing to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, and the Aaron Jones thing with Houston, I mean, they're just getting thrashed by running backs. Yeah. I mean, Derek, Derek Henry, we, t- we mentioned earlier, we were talking about last week's slate, but he he had it against Houston. He had 212 yards and two touchdowns. Did he have a good game? I don't remember. He had a, a little bit of a good game. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 130 yards and two touchdowns against them in week four. Um, Houston's allowed three running backs over 130 yards. Like, usually we kind of, you, you drop, you, you look at 100 yards as kind of a round number, but over 130 yards to an individual running back three times in six games is just a lot. I yeah. mean, <laughs> And you mentioned with Jones, like, you know, rough game last week. He had 10 carries. He had five targets. But, I mean, they were trailing Tampa Bay the whole way. He did score, which he tends to do almost every week. Every time. 7,200, though. I was a little bit surprised he was that low. I kind of thought he'd be up with uh, with Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara. I think pricing him down at 7,200 makes him pretty easily the most popular guy this week. I think that he'll be more than – I actually think he'll be more than Kamara just because of the price difference. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I've seen some uh, projections that have him above um, Kamara in terms of popularity. So – I think it'll be them. It's just, um, it's not like Zeke has a bad matchup. I mean, they're at Washington, which he's um, cheaper than Kamara, but more than Jones. And then obviously we have Henry, but Henry against Pittsburgh is probably one. I I don't think you need to, at least in a cash game, like I don't see why you would put yourself in that situation when you have these other guys we're talking about. Um, But yeah, I think Kamara, Jones are definitely where a lot of people go. And and if you play, like I get playing both as well, because, um, we don't really have, I hate calling them free squares, but we don't really have cheaper guys like uh, how everybody went to Boston Scott last night, um, which like never works and yet we keep doing it. But um, <laughs> hey, he, he, he catches a touchdown with 30 seconds left to make a That's right. That's right. A wonderful bailout touchdown there. So, um, I mean, there are other guys, one of which is one of your favorites uh, in Kareem Hunt. Um, I think he could be popular. Like, my, love cream, love cream hunt this week. Yeah, it's, uh, I just, I just it's like, kind of the uh, it's kind of the last stand of cream hunt for me. <laughs> uh, last week was really frustrating. I I kind of went with like you know everybody's playing these guys in the in the seven right around seven thousand. I'm gonna go a little bit different and go with a tough matchup. I thought he was gonna catch pass. They got just got so blown out that yeah. he just didn't matter. It was it was a call. It was a call that hurt. I had him and I had him and Henry on my main team. And if I had you know someone else and Henry, it would have been really nice. But uh, Hunt was. Like, oh my, what do you have? Like four points. It was like a really low, it was, it was a crazy low total. But. Yeah. So like, um, I like, I'll be honest, my first cash build had Kamara Jones and Hunt. And I was like, let me just see if I can start from here. Um, we kind of joke team jam them in, like probably was, would be Kamara Jones and Zeke this week, but uh, I don't see how you make that work. But like my first one was to see if I could make those three. And I'll be honest, I didn't really love what I came up with, but I also haven't completely ruled it out just because. I'm not sure, at least from a true like opportunity perspective versus their price, I'm not sure that there are three better guys. So Zeke's interesting. He's 7,800 on DraftKings. Um, weird season, obviously, for him so far. He's lost four fumbles, which is you know not him. Their offensive line is a mess right now. They both offensive tackles are out for the season. Zach Martin didn't practice yesterday, so that would be like three key parts of the offensive line. I know that Zeke is the volumes there, the touches there, the goal lines there. It's all huge, but this offense looked... I mean, obviously it's one game, but they looked really different with Andy Dalton playing quarterback. They just look like a, a not that team that's going to throw up 38 points at any point. Um, the efficiency is limited for is not great for him. The upside is kind of limited. He has to score, I think, to work. I don't see like a a game where he's going to break off a bunch of runs like Henry did last week, or even get like 150 yards. You just don't see that coming. The one positive they did he had 10 targets last week. So in a game where they were trailing, you know, Dalton dumped off to him. But I don't know in a game against Washington that. I kind of think might be a little grosser than we think. I don't know. It's uh, I can't pay 7,800 for Zeke this week with the guys around him. I get it. 
in a GPP, it's probably, you know, this is a week to get Zeke, you know, at a really low percentage because everybody's going to have Kamara and, and Aaron Jones. Um, I think Zeke will be around 10% owned, which is, you know, for someone like that, that talent is always great. And I just, there's a lot of things that are weird with this team right now. Yeah, I think that's a great observation. I felt like, because uh, I played Zeke in the first few weeks, and I felt like he was having the opposite season of um, Jordan Howard, that Howard was scoring like 10, I thought he would end up with 12 touchdowns this year on 15 carries. And Zeke would have 150 red zone carries and like one score. Um, it just felt like, just like you said, like he has to score. And the other frustrating thing is, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm trying to pull it up here quickly. Like, yeah, he hasn't had a hundred yard game yet. Like he, he gets the total yards are there, but like the bonuses are are helpful on DraftKings. And so yeah. to have games to, with- To be fair, he does have 89 plus yards three times. So, but he's, he's been clever- you mentioned that, but like, there's no like 125 yard games. Like we just use 100 as a number, but there's no games where he's going off at all. Yeah, well, we use 100 because we get more points for that. Like we get That's true too. at least on DraftKings. Um, but yeah. like, yeah, games of 89, 91, and 96. Like, come on, dude. Like, come on. Um, but like you said, he gets in the end zone. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't see a reason. He, he's he falls in the same thing as as Henry. Like, I, I get it that he's very good. But I'm not sure you necessarily necessarily can make like a very strong argument that he's better than Kamara, Jones, or Hunt this week. Yeah, Henry's 7,500 on DraftKings. I'm not playing against Pittsburgh myself off the big week. I, uh, you know, I fully acknowledge that Derrick Henry can go off anytime, but not the week that I'm paying for it. Uh, you mentioned Kareem Hunt. He's 6,800 on DraftKings. Hasn't really done a lot with his two starts. He scored against Indy, but he played Indianapolis and Pittsburgh, two really good defenses. And in a year, we don't have very many good defenses. They're, they're two of yeah. the better ones. Uh, but last week was ugly. He has 13 carries of 40 yards, two catches of 17 yards. So whatever that is, you know, I mentioned four points, like 6.3 points or whatever it is. Um, but now he gets the Bengals. I mean, this is a total shift. The Bengals are lying 5.2 yards per carry. Um, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were 32 for 210 and three touchdowns combined against Cincy in week two. Um, should be a way better game script. You know, they're not going to be down, you know, 45 nothing at halftime, wherever it was last week against Pittsburgh. I, I realize I'm exaggerating, but um, – I think this is the week for Kareem Hunt. I think 6,800 is a really good price. Uh, he's going to be uh, he's going to be a cornerstone for me this week. I was I was kind of hoping you do the total opposite and be like, uh, this is why I'm not playing him in this perfect matchup. Um, but like you laid it out, like I think that's why there's every reason. There are plenty of reasons to play him this week. They all make sense. Um, really, the only reason not to play him is you can you're convincing yourself that one of the guys below him is is better. For the price so like we have guys like chris carson who buying into the uh seahawks running game seems silly at this point which was like crazy to think of last year of course yeah um we got joe mixon against the browns if he plays josh jacobs and uh ronald jones in the same game um clyde edwards elair is ridiculously cheap after that monster game that he had last week although the matchup yeah. against the broncos uh run defense isn't great but like i feel like those are the guys i'm um, I guess we need to throw in Todd Gurley uh, or uh, Jarek McKinnon because, like, those guys also could have, like, really good games. Um, yeah. So it's just a matter of, like, it is the, uh, you know, 300 to to $1,000 in salary from Hunt uh, worthwhile or the possibly 2000 from guys like Kamara or uh, Aaron Jones? Yeah, and there's actually two guys right under Hunt I wanted to ask you about. Um, the first is Mike Davis. He's 6,600, and, uh, you know, he's kind of his first 
uh, down week. He did score a touchdown, but didn't really do a lot. He was 18 52. He only had two target, two catches. The, the key on him was the targets. He only had three targets. Yeah. We talked about uh, the last couple weeks out. You know, he was kind of filling that McCaffrey role, you know, not as well, but like a, the ton of targets, the check downs. Still played 60 snaps. He's he's still the guy this week. They uh, Christian Caffrey's not playing. Um, the price dropped after one bad game. He's down to 6,600. I think he was 7,000 last week. Tough rushing matchup, though. New Orleans is really good against the run, 3.6 yards per carry. But, you know, his value is out of the backfield, catching passes, too. Um, do you think that we see Mike Davis popular again? Do you think people will jump off him after the bad week? Where do you think he slides in at 6,600 with a lot of guys around him that uh, they, uh, we obviously like? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think the guys around him are the reason why he won't be that popular. Like, I think you yeah. could, I mean, Zeke, Mike Davis in your backfield to have, like, very uh, low ownership yeah. on those two guys. Like, those guys could have huge games. And so, uh, yeah, I think he makes plenty of sense. Uh, I just don't see like my own personal cash builds. Like it just seems like if you have Kareem Hunt for two hundred more, it's just the the situation is so much better. Um, but yeah, we could give Mike Davis one last throw. So the one guy in here that I think is really interesting that I think is going to fly under the radar because of all the guys we talked about is James Conner. Oh, uh, he's six. Not the sixty. Not the James. I thought you were uh, going to say. Oh, all right. James Conner, 6,700. Uh, he, he, he has a touchdown and 18-plus touches in the last four games. He's kind of done it quietly. Last week, he was 20 for a buckle, one a touchdown against Cleveland. Hasn't topped five targets in a game. He only had one last week, but they were up big against, against Cleveland. You're not really going to you know dump it off to the running back in that situation. But Tennessee's quietly, if you know for all their wins, they're allowing five yards per carry to running backs. I think this is a pretty good Conner week. I don't like how Ben Roethlisberger looks, to be honest. Um, you know, Claypool's doing well. Uh, we're going to obviously talk a lot about Deontay Johnson a little bit later um, <laughs> because I'm me and that price is absurd. Um, <laughs> I think James Conner is really sneaky this week. I think that he is someone that gets a ton of volume, gets all their goal line carries, and I think he's going to slide through at like you know five to seven percent in a week where there's 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 Davis, there's Hunt, there's Jones, all the guys we talked about is Camara. I think I think James Conner slides in at a much lower percentage ownership than he should be. I think that's a great call. Uh, that's yeah. I like him. This that's week. fun. Yeah, it's the the worst part about all of these guys is that you like, they could have like very good games, but like, obviously they're expensive. And so uh, you get kind of the differential play from the other guys, the other expensive ones you're getting. But um, for tournaments, at least like we always like to have like the huge upside of wide receivers. Just, it's a little easier to get huge games out of wide receivers. Right. Um, But yeah, I guess Connor could certainly put up a 40 in, in that situation if he really goes off. Yeah, I mean, he'd probably have to score three times to do that because he's not really a guy who's going to break off a 94-yarder like Derrick Henry. But I think that uh, I, the the floor is obviously really good. And obviously in a tournament, you know, you want more than that. But I think the ceiling's pretty good, too. I think that it's 6,700, and I think in the percentage, I think he, he plays really nicely this week. Um, you mentioned CEH, uh, 6,100. He dropped $600 priced because they played on Monday night. Um, I assume that DraftKings on Sunday night was thinking, oh, Le'Veon Bell's playing this week. Let's drop his price. And then he goes, what, 26 for 161 against Buffalo. And that – it was a weird game. Touchdown. Yeah, he still can't score a touchdown. It was, that was maddening. But uh, we, I had him in the showdown. We were talking about the, the, the Monday night slates and all that. And it just, I had him everywhere, and he couldn't score a touchdown. But still really good. The interesting thing in that game is it was clear that Buffalo Buffalo's defense in that game was like, let's not let Patrick Mahomes beat us. Let's let them run the ball and see what happens. You see teams starting to do that. I think there's uh, the 49ers tried to do that at the Super Bowl. It didn't, you know, it worked for what 53 minutes of that game. It's like 
you know, if we just make them run the ball, make them run clock, like you can't stop Patrick Mahomes, but at least you can slow him down a little bit and give them looks on defense that are like, I have to run the ball in this situation. All right, well, you're going to get in six yards of this play, but, you know, the clock's going to run. You're not going to get as many possessions. You're not going to hit the 70-yarder. Uh, Buffalo clearly did that. CEH took advantage. I think you saw the talent with CEH on Monday night. I mean, he looked really good. I mean, his, his cuts are impressive. Um, Denver has been good against the run, um, but, you know, they faced the the Patriots, the Jets, and the Buccaneers last week, teams that don't really run the ball a ton, although Ronald Jones is uh, the, the one exception there. Uh, James Conner had a good game against them early. Derrick Henry had a good game against them in week one. Uh, where do you fall on CEH? 6,100 seems really low when you look at the first time. I guess it kind of, maybe depends how you how you build if you want to play Kansas City, uh, you know, the Kansas City pass game. But where are you on CEH with, with Le'Veon actually being active and maybe playing this week? I'm out. You're out. Simple as that. Yeah, that was easy. I, All I just, that and I'm out. I, all right. I just don't see the, a reason to go there. Uh, do, you, do, you like, think, do you think Bell gets the goal line carries this week? Um, no, I think they throw it to Kelsey. <laughs> There's that too. If they run it, I kind of think Bell gets it. If they run it inside the five, I think it's Bell. I think they, they've had six weeks of um, Elaire not, not doing much. It. And I don't know how much of that is real. How much you, you look at some of those plays, and like he pretty much took one step and got tackled. Like right. there was not a lot. It's not like he's missing holes. It's not like he's pulling, you know, doing that. Um, but I don't know if they're going to get Le'Veon's going to play a little bit. If they're going to get him involved, it seems to me like red zone might be the time where they decide he, he's pretty useful right now. Um, I guess like, I, I just don't like, I think Ronald Jones is so much better in that matchup yeah. for slightly more, literally a hundred dollars more on DraftKings, And so, um, now Edward Solaire isn't, isn't up there for me. Okay. Uh, let's go Ronald Jones. He's uh, playing uh, against uh, against the Raiders. Uh, now that game is on the slate. It's confusing me. Uh, I almost called them Oakland. I did that pretty well. I avoided <laughs> that. Uh, three, 100 yards rushing in three straight games. Uh, the Raiders are allowing 5.2 uh, yards per carry to running backs. Uh, they're pretty good against Alaire in week five, but New England ran wild on them right before that, and Camara went off a couple weeks before that. So they, they clearly can be had on the ground. Uh, they're using Jones a ton. Fournette might play this week, but I think if he does, it'll be pretty limited. Um, last week was interesting because they were up so much on Green Bay that they didn't throw the ball. They just kind of handed off to Jones a lot. But he's clearly the guy right now in an offense where you've got uh, you know three or four weapons on, in the passing game you have to cover. Um, it's a pretty good setup this week for Rojo. Yeah, I think Fournette is the only hesitation he practiced fully on Thursday, I think, yeah. which um, good for him, but that kind of sucks for Jones. I mean, the right. it's given like how well he's played, it's outrageous to think that he could lose touches to Leonard Fournette, and yet yeah. NFL coaches do stuff like that. And so um, there's obviously that risk with him. Um, the price is really good, though, and it is. I mean, you're, you're probably playing him over Josh Jacobs in the same game because you usually, like, we tend to not want to play guys against the, the Tampa Bay yeah. run defense. 2.9 yards per carry in a game that I think they're going to be trailing. I just, I'm not, I, I'd play Rojo. I'd play CEH over Jacobs. Uh, yeah. I don't know about Mixon and Gurley, but there, there's two guys in that range. I'd probably play Chris Carson over Jacobs too. So Jacobs is pretty down the list for me right now. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really the guys just below, um, like McKinnon against the Pats, which is fine and theoretically Devin Singletary against the Jets should be good but like I, I don't know how anybody goes into Devin Singletary and is like all right I feel good about this one this is definitely the week like there I feel like there're just so many times where it's been the Devin Singletary best opportunities and just like we there's just not there and so yeah and and Zach Moss is back playing so that maybe hurts you a little bit the goal line too I mean Singletary is super talented, but I think he probably has to bust a big one for that to work. Right, right. 
he's got to probably score a 40 yard touchdown and get the other stuff kind of built in there. But, and that, and that works that way. But, um, what is he's 5,800. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's so little up to, up to Rojo. I'd play Carson and CEH over him too. I don't, I don't think I'm going to get there on Singletary. McKinnon's an interesting one because we talked about him early on the season. I think I nailed one of the weeks where he didn't play that much. And then the other week he had a lot of, a lot of work. Um, I think it depends on game script. I think that they have to, I think you want them trailing the Patriots for McKinnon to work. I think you want him catching passes in the backfield. If they're ahead, the way they used Jamichael hasty. Yes. Last week in the second half, I think says a lot and he looked really good. I mean, it was yeah, only like four yards per carry. It was, but you could tell he looked a little bit like more like Mostert does with a boom, one cut and kind of go than 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 McKinnon does. So like he looked more like a Mostert runner to me. He's not, Mo, he's not as a Mostert speed or talent, but he looked more like that type of runner where he kind of, you can get outside or he can make the one cut, which Kyle Shanahan really likes. Uh, we're on video now. So I'm doing things with my hands. Apparently it's, <laughs> it's very strange how that works. I didn't used to do that. Um, but I just, uh, I can't, I, I find it hard to play McKinnon. I just think the, maybe in a tournament, you know, the upside's obviously there, but I just don't think the touches are there. I think, the, I think the floor is really scary with McKinnon. Okay. That's fair. There are three guys below that I think are worth discussions. Um, I have, I have three here too. So I think we'll probably have a same three, but go ahead. All right. Uh, one of them is not Kenyon Drake, so I'm not a. That was that was a beautiful, beautiful one. Uh, I had him in the showdown. It was a. Uh, I was talking to you. I, I actually captained Michael Gallup, who did nothing, and ended up cashing because Kenyon Drake had yeah. 75 points or whatever it was. It was awesome. Um, so the other one is obviously the uh, backfield that we've uh, talked about all season. Um, DeAndre Swift from the Lions, um, coming off a, a huge game that ruined our Stafford shares last week. Um, yep. We only had 14 rushing attempts, though. So it's like, I don't know how much I want to get involved, but like Atlanta is terrible. Um, obviously, we didn't uh, get it with McKinnon last week, but um, I think he at least has to be in the conversation along with uh, Antonio Gibson, even though yep. uh, McKissick is getting some more work. But like Gibson seems very much into it. And I would love to play Justin Jackson this week, but the Joshua Kelly potential just bothers me enough where I probably don't like I like all three of these guys when they when it's clear they're the guys and we're not it's not really clear this week unfortunately yeah I think the price is low enough on Jackson and the the situation's good enough where I'm going to play some of him um last week without Eckler he played 42 snaps Joshua Kelly played 25 but they were uh, they were kind of catching up in that game so that was uh I think he I, I, it's too easy to say it, but I think he kind of just slides into the Eckler role. So I think Kelly is the, you know, first down guy, the guy closing games. So you worry about if they get up on Jackson, like maybe we see a lot of Josh Kelly in the second half. But I think Justin Jackson's really good. He is um, really good. Yeah. And they Jacksonville can't stop anybody. You mentioned DeAndre Swift. He went crazy on against Jacksonville last week. Uh, David Johnson had 96 yards the week before that. That'll tell you something right there. Right. Joe Mixon had a buck 51 and two touchdowns on Jacksonville. I mean. They, they can't stop anybody. Uh, I like Justin Jackson enough. I, I think your, your Joshua Kelly concern is valid. Um, I think Jackson does enough in this matchup to be worth the price, though. All right. All right. Do you feel the same way about Antonio Gibson? You made fun of me yesterday because I sent you a lineup that had multiple football team pieces, and <laughs> yeah, he wasn't was even like, one you, of them. You, you can't play seven, t- seven guys from the same team in, in, in his lineups. It's, it's too much. Um Antonio Gibson's interesting. He's 5,000. Dallas is obviously terrible on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, really nice matchup. He's still really cheap. McKissick, for some reason, taking away. because he gets 22 targets last three weeks, which Crazy, is pretty yeah. wild to think about. Like, I don't know why Antonio Gibson's strength is catching the ball in the back right. and you're dropping the ball up to McKissick, who's not a bad player, but just kind of just a guy. He's like a journeyman guy that, uh, you know, you don't really need that. And, and Antonio Gibson has what? Has five targets each last three weeks, so still doing pretty well. But you just think if you add, like, 
half of McKissick's there could be huge. Yeah. Um, but his touches last year, week 17, 16, 13, you know, enough where he makes an explosive play at works, but you're never going to, I don't think you're going to get ever get volume from him. He's not going to be the guy that's, you know, getting, you know, 26 carries, but Kenny Drake was crazy against the Cowboys last week. You mentioned him earlier. Yeah. I think he's very playable at 5,000. Um, I think he's a guy where there's, there's a, there's a floor problem there. I think that uh, he could have a game where, you know, he has eight carries and three catches and you're not super surprised, but you know, I think the explosiveness is there. I think he's a he's a boomer bust guy, but the boom is very real against Dallas this week. Okay. Yes, yeah, that makes me feel better. So like I would I if I had to pick one right now, I'd take Justin Jackson. Yeah, that's that's where I was with that. Um yeah. I'm just not sure that any I mean Swift isn't is so far behind the other two for me just because that seemed just so fluky last week. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Swift's, Swift's super talented. I mean, he's a, he's a huge prospect coming out of Georgia, and he had a 54-yard run in the first carry. But he had two touchdowns that are both one-yard touchdowns, which you're like, oh, well, that's not going to happen again. But it's a good sign that he is the goal line guy. Yeah. Like, he came in for both goal line. And, he, and it was out of the bye, which you like to see. Like, maybe they figured it in the bye. Like, you know, let's give him – let's deal with the first four games and then maybe kind of unleash him and let him go. But then I stare at 29 snaps, and I'm like, boy, he has to do a, he has to do a lot with those snaps to work out. Yeah, for sure. I mean – you, you can't just be like, well, if you don't count the 54-yarder, but like if you don't count the 54-yarder, it really wasn't that huge of a game. And so, yeah. I mean, obviously the touchdowns help. but um, and, he, and he has the ability to break a 54-yarder, but he's just – the touches are so little right now. And, and 29 snaps is really not very many. Uh, he's pretty much has to do that on one of those plays, which is hard right. to bank on. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, in a tournament he's very playable. I certainly would not play him in a cash game. Yeah. But like – like I said, like, I think we've kind of hit on every salary tier. Um, yep. Just thinking of like specifically cash games. Like if you don't want to play three big ones, you can play two of them and Gibson, or I doubt you play one of them with Gibson and Jackson, but like you theoretically could do that. Cause we do have some receivers on the slate who can put up some pretty big scores. And so um, I just don't think that there's going to be like a very, um, a very consistent build this week, just cause there are a lot of ways you can go and they all kind of, project out the same yeah they do it's uh i i think that i like i like the thought of two of aaron jones hunt and james connor with one of the guys at the bottom is kind of where i'm going to start with but i got to figure out camara before i do that too if i want to if i want to pay up but if i can save a little money there i might go i might go with something like that camara never disappoints though so i just <laughs> <laughs> after living through 2019 of like the extreme camara disappointment yeah it's uh it can be rough but Again, you're paying eight thousand for a guy who has to do something with his touches, but he's just—I mean, I think the the uh, the Mike Thomas thing is pretty big. I think yeah. if he doesn't play, um, that certainly impacts his targets pretty significantly. Yeah. Now that we have to worry about Taysom Hill near the goal line too, it's just ridiculous. It's so gross. Sean Payton drives me nuts. Um, so let's jump into quarterbacks. I think quarterback is awesome this week. There are so many guys up top that are super playable. That it's, it's it's a really interesting quarterback week for me. Um, we obviously have we have Russell Wilson and uh, Kyler Murray in that game that playing against each other. Kyler Murray's nine hundred less than Russell Wilson. That's uh, I was pretty surprised by that, but I guess the uh, the Kyler Murray Monday night game where he he didn't do much passing, but he had two touchdown passes and then he had the he had big rushing game. He had seventy four yards and a touchdown. Uh, didn't impact his price, but uh, Josh Allen seventy seven hundred I think is pretty much a cross off for me. I know he's playing the Jets, but I just worry about the second half of that game, and I just there's there's like four guys. I'd play ahead of them. So it's nothing to do with Josh Allen. They're just a bunch of guys in the range I'd rather play. Um, Mahomes is 7,400, and then I'll drop down to Sean Watson, 6,800. Those are the four guys. Watson, Mahomes, Murray, and Wilson, I think, are super playable, and I like a lot. Um, so how do you figure out which one to play if uh, if you're you? Um, 
before that, like Josh Allen's definitely scoring 30 points this week. It just is going to come in the first half. And then anytime I call someone a cross off, that guarantees 36 points. Well, it's just like the, he's the way that they score touchdowns and they're just going to absolutely annihilate the jets. So it's going to be one of those where you're like, Oh my God, he might score a hundred fantasy points this week. And then they just pull him because they don't necessarily. Yeah. Need and then we had last week, we had Ryan Fitzpatrick had three touchdowns in the first half and like 180 yards and didn't do a thing the no. second half. Yeah. It's like, I was like, Oh, we're, we're getting a 325 touchdown game. And it was like, Oh, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't end up working out because they just literally didn't do anything. The whole yeah, they didn't half. Need to. Um, I think the separation between Murray and Wilson is weird. Um, yeah. It's, and it's important. I mean, 900 is a, a big deal. Yeah. Uh, it's less that I think Wilson is not priced low enough. Like, I think he, he should be higher, but like Murray should definitely be up there. Like, Murray I'm not 700 sh- makes no sense. Why is he so low? I don't know. Yeah. Care. That's, it's a weird one. Um, I don't know what Deshaun Watson has to do to be get more expensive, though. Like, that. Why is he under seven? I couldn't, I was like, I scrolled and I'm like, where's Deshaun? I'm like, oh, he's 6,800. That is odd. It, it, in the so highest odd. total game on the slate. Right. Yeah. And you said it, uh, I think it was last week we were talking about it and you were just like, what is, or obviously the answer is just play Deshaun Watson every week. Like it's as simple as that. And sure as hell's worked the last three weeks. And, and to be 1200 less than Russell Wilson, um, yep. almost a thousand less than Josh Allen. Like I just, uh, this game theory, you know, as you said, has the highest total. Um, he's done everything that you could possibly want out of a quarterback the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, jokingly about bonuses with Zeke, at least just Deshaun Watson finished with 300 three games ago instead of 299. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just, uh, I think from a salary perspective, obviously people who are paying up for three running backs, uh, are, it's going to be really tough to play somebody like Wilson or Allen and Mahomes and Murray are kind of close enough for like, maybe you, you might not be able to get there. And Watson just fits so perfectly in that, um, that I think a lot of people go there. The only tempting one otherwise, I think, and I will not play him because I don't think I will ever play him again, is Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely was going to get to Ryan as we hit the the lower guys. But it's interesting to me, you talk about this and we're like, Wilson and Murray and Deshaun Watson. I looked at percentages, you know, pr- projected ownership. And, you know, nobody's going to be really high just because yeah. I think they're going to have so many guys. But you, you know, Murray and Wilson, I think, are easily be the highest. I mean, the Seattle defense is terrible. I mean, I know they're five and zero, but they give up so many yards, and some of that is they score so much. Teams have to try and score against them, but they they give up over three hundred yards passing in three of their five games, like three hundred ninety yards passing in three of their five games. That's a huge number. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, and Murray's weird. Like sometimes it looks ugly. The first like seven minutes of that Dallas game, I'm like, oh my god, he's going to throw for twelve yards tonight. And then <laughs> you look up and he throws an eighty yard touchdown to Christian Kirk. He only threw for I think one hundred eighty eight yards. He only completed nine passes. So he was he was definitely off all day. But then you look up and he had ten he had ten rushes for seventy four yards and a rushing touchdown. It's weird. Like we see Lamar Jackson and he's obviously so fast and good, but like Kyler has another gear of speed that I don't I think we've ever seen from a quarterback. Maybe Michael Vick in the the prime years, but he there's like little holes and you're like, oh, he's gonna get hit, and all of a sudden he's like ten yards through that hole, and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. So um and he's nine nine hundred dollars less than Wilson. Wilson's obviously been amazing. Touchdowns, you know, four, five, five, two, and three. He's only been under two hundred and eighty-eight yards once all year, which is wild too. Um, I just want to read off to you, like the, I, the stat I heard from a couple people were Arizona hasn't allowed three touchdown passing game or 300 yards all year. Uh, I'd like to read off to you the six quarterbacks that the Cardinals have faced uh, before I before I give that, that stat any credence. Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Stafford, maybe uh, Dwayne Haskins and Jimmy Garoppolo. Like 
I don't think any of those quarterbacks have, are going to throw for 300 yards against anybody. Maybe Stafford a little bit. Maybe Garoppolo has three touchdowns on guys. But they have faced a very weak lineup of quarterbacks. So I'm, I'm not going to read into that too much. Great game script, high total, close game. Having said all that about those two guys, um, if you ever want to have a week where Patrick Mahomes is under 5%, and uh, that sounds like a pretty good thing, I think this is the week. Uh, the game script's not good. Everybody loves Kyler. Everybody loves Wilson. Everybody loves Watson. Um, Patrick Mahomes at 7,400 for the first time maybe in two years is going to fly super under the radar. We're actually missing another guy that I think is going to be pretty popular, which will push Mahomes down, and it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, we talk about how much we like Aaron Jones, but it's very easy for uh, Green Bay to just destroy Houston because of Aaron Rodgers. And so if Rodgers, who's 7,000, like he's cheaper than all of them, obviously he's a little more than Watson. But if if Rodgers gets any sort of ownership, then obviously, like you said, that's pushing uh, Mahomes down. Yeah, that's a... You're right. That's a, be a uh, there, there won't. I, I will have a team on both DraftKings and FanDuel where it has a Mahomes Tyreek Hill stack, and I think everybody should have at least one of those because <laughs> there is. Uh, it's the week to uh, it's the week to have Mahomes under five percent. It's gonna be really low owned, and anytime I can get someone that good, uh, that low, Tyreek Hill is way underpriced this week too. I know he hasn't done a ton. He's still scored four touchdowns, but he's sixty four hundred and dropped a huge amount. Um, it's weird to see him at that price. I think a Mahomes Hill stack is super inviting this week. And I'm going to have uh, one of my, I usually play three or four teams. One of my teams is going to be Mahomes Hill for sure. Yeah, that sounds fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, under own Chiefs is like yeah, a right? crazy thing to think about. Yeah. And it used, you know, it's coming. I mean, he's been under 240 passing yards through the last three weeks. That's not going to sustain. I mean, and, uh, you know, I, the, the problem is Denver, you know, you hope maybe they can score some points. They need to score a few points for this to, you know, to really work out. They, they, they got to get to like, 17 somehow maybe which i don't know if they can do um you know denver's been pretty good against the past last two weeks but it was cam newton and it was the jets sorry i keep going back to the jets i don't mean i don't i don't don't mean to be doing it but it's just you know their past game is not very good i just i think it's really interesting Uh, rogers is you know right there too like seven thousand. i think that he's gonna have some ownership for sure in that game but probably not high with all these other guys around him Uh, he looked terrible last week against tampa bay like he looked legit bad like he was 16 to 35 the pick six was like, you know, one of those plays, like, yeah, that was a really bad play. And then after that, he looked horrible. He had 160 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he had seven touchdowns in two games prior. So it was kind of out of nowhere off the bye, too. Um, yeah, I mean, they're facing a bad defense in Houston. I just, I tend to think that I'm going to have Aaron Jones in that matchup. So I probably won't have a lot of Rodgers. Yeah, that's fair. I think there's some cheaper guys you can consider, too. Uh, yeah. So tell me, I mean, tell me who you like in those, uh, in, the, in the lower 6,000s. I mean, would you go back to Stafford? I mean, they're playing the Falcons. That's the that's the one, right? Like he he's sixty five hundred. They're playing the Falcons in a game that should be a really uh, you know really high scoring back and forth affair. Uh, the Falcons are so bad on defense. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Kirk every- Cousins didn't didn't play well last week and had three thirty four and three. I get yeah. it was a lot of garbage time, but Teddy Bridgewater had three hundred thirteen yards, two touchdowns the week before. Like Teddy Bridgewater doesn't do that. Every reason we liked Stafford last week yep. is like it's better this week. And, and so, especially the fact that everybody's going to be like pissed off at him and not playing him. So I think yeah. that that even adds more to his, his potential. He's, he's 6,500. It's just so hard to play him and not play Deshaun Watson for $300 more. But in a tournament, everybody's going to look at that and do the same thing. So I, I think he's a really interesting play this week. And he's going to be, I think he'll be lower percentage than he was last week for sure. I knew the matchup. And so when I opened my DraftKings window, I was like, let me just put Stafford in. Cause I know I was like, just for, to see how everything's going to work. I liked him last week. I'm not going to let that throw me off for this week. And I was like, 
oh wait, Watson, like I was expecting Watson to be 74. So I didn't have to worry about it. And I was like, if Watson's 300 more, I'm just going to go there. Yeah. And we, we mentioned Watson is, you know, great the last three weeks, 335, 359, 300 the last three weeks with uh, nine touchdowns thrown in those, in those two weeks. Will Fuller is healthy and looking good. Brandon Cooks looks good. Uh, Darren Fells is catching touchdowns. Like the, the offense is working. It's a game where they're going to have to score against Green Bay to work. Their defense is not going to stop Green Bay. He's still not running a lot, but he had 25 and 26 yards last couple weeks, so at least a couple extra points there. Um, Green Bay's allowed multiple touchdowns in four or five weeks. Brady didn't play. didn't do much last week, but didn't have to. Um, it's just it's hard to get away from Deshaun Watson. Which is, I, I just think the price is just wrong. Yeah, that's that's, that's how I was looking at it. Um, any any love for Cam Newton this week, 6,300 against the Niners, who have who have str- their struggles with the running quarterback? Uh, no. Yeah, me either. They do struggle against running quarterbacks. I just I, he didn't look he didn't look back last week, and I don't know if the you know the COVID kind of affected him all. He didn't play well. They lost to Denver at home. Um, but you know, Daniel Jones had 49 yards against him. Wentz had 37. Kyler had 91. They just struggle against that uh, for some reason. But I think you need to get like at least one rushing touchdown, maybe yeah. two out of him for him to work. And I just, there's so many guys I just rather play that I, I just don't think I'm going to end up on cam this week. Yeah. That's exactly how I was looking at it. Like I, I was like more trying to convince myself of the guys below him. Like even I probably wasn't going to play drew Brees at 6,100, but like that's probably the cheapest we've seen him in a while. Yeah. And choose matchup against the chargers really isn't that bad. Um, I think that uh, is kind of an interesting GPP game. Um, just cause like, why would you ever go there? Uh, right. When other people are playing everything else. Uh, what do you think about Kyle Allen at 5,200? I think that I'm not going to do it, but I, I fully get it. Like he's the Cowboys defense is so, so bad that it might work. Um, I'd play Joe Burrow for $300 more if I had to go down there. Okay. Uh, just because the Bengals just throw the ball so, so much. much. I mean, he's yeah. got, he has 35 or more attempts in three of the last four games. Uh, he had a pretty good game against Cleveland the first time. I think he threw for 300 yards in that game. He threw for 316 yards and three touchdowns three in that touchdowns, game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think they're going to be trailing that game. I think Cleveland's going to be able to score on, on Cincinnati. If I had to go down there, um, if Kyle Allen was 4,200 maybe, but at 5,200, I think I'd just slide to Burrow pretty easily. I just I just don't trust Kyle on myself. I don't trust them not to yank him in that game if he doesn't look good. I just uh, – not uh, not for me when I have someone in that range that I, I'd play over him. All right. So uh, Burrow, Higgins, Hunt, run back. Perfect. Yeah, that's a very interesting – like if you wanted to go off the radar with the with the stack, I mean obviously Hunt's going to be fairly popular, but if you want to go off the radar a little bit with the other side of the stack, I, I think it gets pretty interesting. All right. That's fair. So let's jump into wide receivers. We've got uh, we got some guys at the high end of this week. We have Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Michael Thomas uh, did not practice yesterday. Has the other injury. He's seventy six hundred. Um, probably a full stay away from them now. I mean, if he even if he plays, you just worry about how long he's going to play if he yeah. tweaks that. At, for seventy six hundred, I, I don't think I'm playing the price. I assume you're on the same page there. Yeah, I mean, it's close enough to Hop- to uh, Hopkins and Adams that I would just go there. Yeah. Yeah, and I, or you can, you can go guys. down. You can go down. I was gonna say down to Julio and Ridley. I just I don't think I'm gonna risk it. I mean, maybe that makes sense in a in a GBP game, a low percentage. But I just I think the risk of him running five plays and you know feeling that feeling a tweak is just too high for me. So between Adams and Hopkins, the two guys at the top, I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to afford these guys this week. Um, obviously, they're both in games of super high totals. You you want you want some pieces of. Do you have a preference between the two? DK Metcalf. Oh, that's a, a, hard to go no, wrong with yeah, DK I don't want Metcalf. these guys. No, yeah. um, I mean I. 
I think they're both fine. Like the Hopkins thing, obviously he can have huge games whenever he wants, but just the way that they use him, like I wish they used him like the Seahawks used DK Metcalf. And so <laughs> nice. um, I just, the Metcalf being a thousand less seems crazy to me. Like the um, Jeff and Chris were talking about the possibility of Antonio Brown joining them. Obviously that's not going to happen this week, but like that it might, Jeff was saying it might take away from Metcalf, but Chris was like, no, it's Lockett who probably or Lockett and all the tertiary guys are going to be the ones yeah. who struggle with it. But like Metcalf, it just seems like this offense is so set up. Everything they do is set up to get him on a long play at some point. And the guy <laughs> just seems to catch all of them. It's just yep. a matter of holding onto the ball as he crosses the goal line. Yeah. And Wilson drops them in the perfect spot perfect. every time. Every too. Time. I mean, it's just, it's a perfect mix of quarterback deep ball and, and, and yeah. receiver who's big, huge and fast at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopkins is, I mean, he, I think he's, the problem is the price. He's $1,700 more than, than Metcalf on FanDuel, too. You mentioned the $1,000 on, on DK. He's a $1,700 on FanDuel. I just want to read you the uh, some of the receiver performances against Seattle this year. We're talking about Hopkins. Oh, God. Uh, Adam Thielen was 9 for 80 and two touchdowns last in week five. Uh, Devontae Parker, 110 yards the week before that. Uh, before that, Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper were over 85 yards. Julian Edelman had 179 yards a week before that. that game, yeah, and then, that, that was a fluky game, that one. And then to wrap it up even more, three Falcons were over 100 yards in week one. I mean, it's just <laughs> been an absolute carnival for, for wide receivers against Seattle. I, the problem is the price. It's going to be hard to fit him in, but he has seven-plus targets every game. I know he had two catches last week. It was his first game with less than six catches. So he has six catches or more in, what, five of the six games. I don't think they've had a bye yet. Uh, didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, though, which is a little bit concerning. I don't know if it's a maintenance thing or he's got a little bit of a tweak. Uh, but the, the matchup and game script are absolutely perfect. I just wonder what his percentage is going to be. I'm really curious to see if people are going to be able to fit in Hopkins this week. Because Kyler Murray's a guy that you can play without stacking the receiver, which makes him a little different than other other quarterbacks that we talk about. Um, I just don't know if that many people are going to be able to fit him. I, I saw some ownership projections, and Hopkins is pretty high. I just don't know if it works with the prices. I don't think he's going to be quite as high as people think, and that makes him a little interesting. I think, I think we're looking at like 12%, 13% rather than the 18 to 20% I've seen some places. Yeah, you just really have to prioritize him. Like you're basically yeah. building around him. And yeah. it's kind of weird. Like if you look at that horrific, those horrific defensive numbers, um, <laughs> and you're like, it seems like there, I mean, you said there were multiple games where multiple receivers had huge games. Yep. So if you're going to try your luck on that one, why not try with Christian Kirk or... I doubt who, who, Fitzgerald who didn't, is, yeah, who didn't get bumped up salary wise because they played on Monday night. Right, right. So like, if you're gonna try to get, if you're if you're going in saying the Seahawks' pass defense is horrible, um, and I need to have somebody against them, uh, I would be more willing to take the chance on a forty nine hundred dollar wide receiver than an eighty two hundred. And that, that's not to say that Hopkins won't have a huge game, like, but it just seems like if you're I just never like to prioritize a running back or excuse me, a wide receiver like that. Like if you're doing uh, Hopkins and you're probably not paying up for three running backs, cash games, that's, you know, in GPP, that's fine. But, um, you know, you have to think of like, would I rather play Hopkins or Camara or Hopkins or Jones? And then do you have to play Kyle Allen in order to fit it in or somebody like, you know, Burrow? And then it's like, it seems like you're just sacrificing a lot to fit in DeAndre Hopkins both because he's great and the matchup, but if you really emphasize the matchup, then just play one of the other guys. Yeah, and it seems like they don't really take deep shots with him. The plays he hits deep no. are kind of like crossing patterns, and he just breaks for 50 yards. Like the one on Monday night, he, he caught maybe a 10-yard pass and just broke out for 40, 50 yards. 
But you know, the deep balls go to Kirk. They go to Andy Isabella. They think they're like deep to Andy Isabella like three different times on Monday night. They were like trying to force that. It was really weird. But it seems like the Hopkins players are like six yard outs, little stops, and here's things. And they, they get the ball out so quickly that that happens a lot. Um, I mean, Dan, Andy, Dan Arnold has a 9.2 A dot, and Hopkins is 7.8. It's it, Hopkins 7.8 is crazy. Like that just. And they, but that's how they use them. They use it for the quick drop yeah. back, quick out, get six yards. It's kind of like a running play. It's the way they run their offense. But um, it's good for PPR. But, you know, mm-hmm. at A's you 100, you want some big plays in there also. Yeah. Yep, for sure. You mentioned – we mentioned the the, the Atlanta guys uh, facing Detroit this week. Uh, do you have – what do you do with those guys? Julio obviously had the huge game last week. Uh, we kind of – when we talked about it on Friday, we didn't look like he was going to play. And then, like, yeah. Friday afternoon, he was like, oh, he practiced. And then they are like, all of a sudden, he's back. And – he goes for eight, one thirty-seven, and two touchdowns. He was on the on the million ma- million maker uh, winning team last week with Matt Ryan. Great matchup, a great game script again. I mean, Keelan Cole had one hundred forty-three yards against Detroit last week. We mentioned Hopkins; he had one hundred thirty-seven in week three. So there's been some big games against this, this defense. Um, it's slowly becoming the the Godwin Evans thing, though. Like we have to figure out which guy to play. But Calvin Ridley's been really good in the three games where Julio Jones has played. So I don't think that's a concern. Um, are you playing either of these guys? Do you have a preference which one? Like, how do you even figure out these two guys right now? Uh, I probably do what I did with Hopkins, or excuse me, with Godwin and Evans, and I just don't play either of them. Um, yeah. At the at the very least, like the when it's a Ridley week, Julio usually is still okay uh, unless he gets hurt, which is obviously always a possibility. But like, it felt like with the Godwin Evans thing, like if it was an Evans week, Godwin was awful, and then, yeah. and vice versa. So um, I don't know. I just um, there, there are guys cheaper that I think don't necessarily have the ceiling, but the floors are close enough. And obviously in cash games, you tend to focus on floors that it's, I just don't see myself in this range at all. Um, okay. because I just, I'll probably pay for the running backs. Um, just cause and that I, include, that would include Metcalf then too. Probably. Although, um, he is really fun. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, he only had four catches the first four games. He had six last game. But they just – they always take two or three shots. Yeah. They, every they, single game. It, 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 without fail, there's two or three. I think they have it built in their offense that – They it, should. Oh, we, we haven't taken a shot play. We should. More teams should do that. Like, yeah. you just – if you have a decent receiver, you get pass interference. You get deep plays. You, there's a lot of things that can happen. And t- not enough teams – I think like, if I'm Pete Carroll, once a quarter, I'm going deep to DK Metcalf, just kind of a part of our game plan. I don't know how they do it. Once a drive, like there's yeah. no reason to <laughs> not try it for how many ones he comes down with, or he just outruns the the cornerbacks. Like I just, it's it's there. Lockett feels really cheap though. Like I love I love Tyler Lockett this week. I think that I, I'm a big fan of him this week. What is sixty six hundred? Sixty six on DraftKings. Yeah. Um. Like I really like Kenny Galladay at sixty seven. Is going back to like the, the reasons I like I played him in cash last week, and they're yeah. playing Atlanta he, now. Like. Yeah. Um. And we oh. talked about Stafford starting this week, but Galli still had 100 yards. I mean, he yeah. didn't have a huge game, but he still had 14 and a half points on DraftKings. I mean, he still was fine for the price, and they bumped him up. But I think it's 60. I think under 7,000 again in a great matchup against Atlanta, who just can't stop anybody and stop anything. I mean, Justin Jefferson was what nine for 166 yeah. and two touchdowns last week against Atlanta. Um, you know, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson had 205 yards the week before that. Um, Kenny Galli at 6,700 is going to be in a lot of my lineups this week. I love I love the play this week. Yeah, I just. I don't get the locket price. I mean, maybe it's just because he hasn't been that great recently. Um, that that's like pushing it down, but like for how many points are expected in that game and for how much yeah. the uh, Seahawks like to throw, um, both of them seem a little underpriced. So I guess we were used to seeing them much closer together. Metcalf obviously separates because of the, um, 
the touchdowns. But I mean, I think there are a lot of guys in this range that you can play that um, like these, that's the reason why I don't necessarily need to go up to Hopkins or uh, mm-hmm. Adams because like you can play Galladay, you can play Lockett. Um, however you want to do the Dallas guys against Washington, I think are fine. Although if you really put a lot on Andy Dalton, then you don't go there, but it's like the sub, I'll just call it sub 6,200, but even sub 6,000. Like, I think there are a lot of guys you can play down there that I don't think that they should be 6,800 to 7,000, but I think that they, they're underpriced. And so I think I'll probably be closer in that range. Yeah, so it, it's an interesting range. I mean, Galladay is really interesting. I like Ty, I like uh, Tyree Kill a lot. As we talked about earlier, I think the sixty four hundred, be seven hundred dollars cheaper than he was last week. And I get that he it just hasn't. The targets aren't there right now. The way yeah. they're, but the, it's the way defenses are playing them. I just, I, I, I don't know. It, you can't really analyze it, but he feels due to me. I think he feels due for one of those big games. But at sixty four hundred, I think he becomes really interesting even without the targets. I think that you know, even if he gets five six targets, I think he becomes playable at that price. Where at seven thousand, you know, maybe he's not. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Galladay and Lockett. Anybody else in this range before we jump down? You mentioned you want to talk about the lower ranges. I don't think I'm playing the Dallas guys. I just think I, I, Andy Dalton. And there's enough guys in here that I just like more that I'm probably not going to go there. I mean, all the the Cooper and, and CeeDee Lamb stuff last week were all late. I mean, Cooper scored with like a minute and a half left in that game when they were way down. And Lamb kind of broke out in the fourth quarter. And I, I like both those guys. I just don't think that with Dalton, I'm going to pay up for the price this week. Yeah, we just like them with Dak much more. Simple as that. Exactly. Yeah. So let's jump to 6,000 and under. Um, the first guy for me, again, is, is Robbie Anderson. Um, they're at New Orleans. Uh, he was a little bit quiet last week. He only had five targets, but still four for 77 yards. He's getting a lot done with his targets. He has double-digit scoring in, in PPR every single week of the season, even with only one touchdown, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. Uh, pretty good game script. you got to figure that this is going to be a game where Carolina's going to have to throw the ball, going to have to score a little bit to stay with New Orleans. Uh, Mike Williams went crazy against New Orleans last week, uh, five or la- the last New Orleans game, five for 109 and two touchdowns. Um, I think with all these guys above him, and we're going to talk about Terry, Terry McLaurin in a second, who I think is going to be on every team that everybody builds. Um, <laughs> I think Anderson's, a, again, another week where he slides through a pretty good pretty good percentage. You know, DJ Moore is is right there with him. I mean, DJ Moore is 5,900, if I just go down, 5,600, sorry. Um, so, you know, people could play one of those two guys. A lot of people play McLaurin. A lot of people jump up to maybe the maybe the Lockett, uh, Galladay, uh, Tyreek Hill range. But I think Robbie Anderson's a really good play again this week. You finally on Anderson over Moore. I think so. I hate it. It pains me to my core, but I think I am. I think that uh, they're close enough in price where I just, I think Anderson has been doing just a little bit more the way their offense is built right now. Yeah. Could you imagine how good the Jets would be if they had him? (laughs) They should try. Uh, Anyway. um, Although uh, the guy right below Anderson salary wise, um, who has like uh, 15 targets in every single game. Oh no, it's 13, 10, 10 and 13 is Jamison Crowder. In a game the Jets should be throwing plenty of because they're going to be losing all the time. Um, I yeah, he, had, he had 13 targets last week and somehow turned that into 48 yards. Um, yeah, Joe Flacco, man. That's, uh, that's what happens. Joe Flacco's not good. The, um, the difficulty, like I almost played Crowder in cash last week. I think he was yeah 6,100, which was like a little, it just didn't fit my build last week. But um I think it's because I know how bad the Jets... I mean, we all know how bad the Jets are. But I just take it particularly worse than others because I actually uh, attempt to like this team. But Do you st- do you, do you watch the entire games? No. God. No. Heavens, okay. no. No, I'm full red zone I didn't know point. if you're one that like still watches the fourth quarter and won't flip around even if you're... Some people are like that. And I, 
I have some friends like that with the Niners that I'm like, dude, if they're losing the fourth quarter, I'm watching other games. Like I just, I just I don't, can't I don't, do I don't, it. I see them get their butt kicked, you know? Yeah. The, um, I see them sporadically on red zone when they're about to give up a touchdown and it's just not, it's just not enjoyable. Like I, I, um, I watch football because it's fun and the jets are not, it's not fun to watch the jets. So you just like, to change a channel there too. You're good there. It's a, we don't even, there's no reason to change. We start on red zone. And like, Beautiful. if it's possible, if the jets are in the red zone, then we'll see it. And otherwise I just don't have to put myself through it. Um, That's a good call. so like, am I too biased against the jets to pl- like, is Crowder a good play? I mean, I think so. I think you're going to get peppered with targets that much in a game that you're certainly going to be losing. 5,900 on DraftKings where you get the full point PPR is, I mean, I, I don't see, he has double digit targets every single game. Every game. I mean, every game. I mean, we're not even exaggerating. It's, he only played four games, but double digit targets every single game. I don't think anybody's going to play him. I think he's going to get a guy that, you know, people are like, oh, I don't really want to play Jameson Crowder because you're looking for extreme upside, right? But, I mean, you give me you give me twelve targets, and if you tell me before the game he gets twelve targets, I play him for sure, and yeah. that's what they've done so far. And I don't, you probably you, you hope you you get the touchdown, which is the way it worked the first couple games. But you know, seven for forty eight is not going to kill you, but it's also not going to help you at that yeah. price. Um, yeah, I think he's really playable. I just uh, it's hard it's hard with the upside guys around him, but yeah, I think he's I think he's very playable. To answer your question. Okay, that's fair. It's just I, I mean I think there's just so many guys we obviously touched that's, on. That's yeah. a, Anderson and more. We didn't even talk about Beckham. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna go yeah. there, but like, that guy can win a GPP anytime. Yeah, and um, we didn't talk about AJ Brown, who's 6,300 right there in a game that you know Tennessee probably has to throw a little, ball a little more to stay with Pittsburgh. I mean, his price went up, but he had two touchdowns last week, and looks like a guy that is different than the guy from last year. Last year was like the boomer bust guy and a few targets, but he yeah. might hit the big play. He's got uh, he has like seven plus targets in all three of their games. I only think he's played three games, but they're using him differently. They're using him, last him. Year. yeah. That's how it feels. They're just finally using him. And we talk about Pittsburgh. I mean, Travis Fulgham had 152 yards on them a couple weeks ago, and there have been some big games. Darius Slayton had a big game against right. them. Um, I think you can, if you want to beat them, it's by throwing the ball. And Tennessee's smart. Mike Vrabel's a really smart coach. I yeah, think he's he going to figure that if we're going to win that game and stay in that game, it's going to have to be you know, through the air a little bit more than we're used to. All right. See, there's, just, there's so many guys you can play. So many guys. And we and we, we got to talk about him. Terry McLaurin is 5,800 on DraftKings and playing Dallas. I think everybody loves him this week, so I don't want to talk about him too in depth because I think we're not, you're not, we're not breaking any news here. Everybody likes Terry McLaurin this week. Everybody thinks he's underpriced. Uh, he had 12 targets last week. Yeah. I didn't think he had a very game, and I looked closer as we're prepping for the podcast. He is seven for 74, but 12 targets. He has seven plus targets every single week. He's the one guy in this offense that consistently they use him every time. He has double digit targets in three of six. Super talented guy. I don't need to go through all the running, all the receivers that have been crazy against Dallas, but I mean, you could you could list them off. There's a ton of them. You know, we talked about the, the Odell Beckham three touchdown games. The only game he's really done anything. Yeah. Uh, had a huge game. He hasn't had 100 yards all year, but he had three touchdowns against them. I mean, Slayton had a big game. Christian Kirk had two touchdowns last week. I, I just I, there's no way to get away from McLaurin unless you want to like you know G, go GBP and go different and fade and hope that he doesn't do much. But everybody's gonna play him this week. He's gonna be the highest percentage player. I think it's gonna be not that close. Yeah, I, I generally don't play him because of Dwayne Haskins, and it's not like Kyle Allen is all that great. But um, we played DJ Moore plenty last year with uh, Kyle Allen, and so I'm willing to to do it with McLaurin. Yeah, that that price was just too low, and you're right, everybody. Everybody's going to be on him, certainly in cash just games. Shouldn't be under six thousand in the matchup. It's just, uh, it's uh, you'll get some faders in, in GBPs, and of course, and that I, I get the, uh, you know, that can be smart to avoid the high percentage guy. But you know, it, it's uh, it's just an underpriced more than anything. I would say he is the second most under most underpriced. Can you say that? I'll say sure. it. Um, <laughs> why is Brandon Cooks fifty two hundred? 
It feels low, doesn't it? I mean, it's back-to-back really good games in a game that's the highest total on the slate. He had 21 targets last two weeks. He had that zero that a lot of people played him for that one yeah. game. He didn't do anything. Um, he has 21 targets last two weeks. Uh, and he might benefit. I mean, if, if Jair Alexander, who's quietly one of the you know probably two or three best cornerbacks in the league, if he covers Will Fuller, you know that kind of lets Brandon Cooks roam a little bit. Right. Um, you know, and Fuller's been awesome, too. And Fuller's been awesome. Fuller scored three weeks in a row, Four. I think. and four weeks in a row and he's, and he's stayed healthy, which is, you know, staying upright for Will Fuller has kind of always been the biggest problem. <laughs> That's as much um, of a touchdown, right? Just it is. going he, through yeah, a full he, game. He's 6,800, which is, you know, a full price, but yeah. I think really good too. Great game script. He will get some Jair Alexander. You got to think that probably you're going to see a lot of him. So maybe that moves me to cooks, but um, I like Will Fuller. I just think in the price this week, there's other guys in that range I play, but you're right. Brandon cooks 5,200 um, seems like uh seems a really good play at the price in that, in that game. It seems like they didn't react to his price, but oh, to his big game, but they did the opposite with T. Higgins, who just exploded last week and is now in this range. Although he's 5,300 is still pretty cheap for a game that they should be. I mean, we see the Bengals throw a ton of passes. And so. So, uh, and DJ Moore's in there at 5,600. So I have a guy in this range that I love that I don't think anybody, I don't think you're going to be very playable this week is DJ Chark. Oh. Um, 5,500. Uh, tough matchup, but his price dropped $800 from last week. I know they're at the Chargers, tough matchup, but should be a good game script. They should be trailing the game. He dropped 800 after he had 14 targets last mm-hmm. week. I, I I was like, I looked at the game, like, I can't even get 14. He was only seven for 45. So it was a really bad 14 targets, but yeah. you're going to give me a guy who's talented and good at 14 targets in a game they're going to be trailing. 5,500 when I think everybody's going to go to Cooks, everybody's going to go to McLaurin. There's going to be some DJ Moore. There's going to be a lot of T. Higgins. You mentioned him. I think Chark slides under at a pretty low ownership. I think he's a really interesting play in a game that they should have to throw the ball the whole second half. That's not who I thought you were going to talk about. Oh, who do you think I was going to talk about? Well, you mentioned um, Deontay Johnson earlier, but like... Oh, he, I'm waiting for No, him. no, no, no. but I, not him. I thought you were going to bring up Juju. Yeah, they finally priced him down, right? Yeah. but is it, took, it took six weeks, but they finally priced him down. Is it low enough? You know, I just think I like the other guys in the range more still. It's crazy. He's cheaper than Claypool now. Yeah, he should be. Right, he should be. You're right. He had four targets last week. He was two catches for six yards. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know if something's going on with him. I don't yeah. know if something's hurt. I don't know if something's up with him and Ben. It just doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, he doesn't have more than eight targets in a game all year. This is Juju Smith-Schuster, who, like, we're used to getting a lot of targets. I mean, he had the year – last year he was banged up. But the year before, he had double-digit targets in – nine or 10 games. Yeah. I mean, I mean we thought he was going to be Antonio Brown, basically. Yeah, we did. And he was, he was drafted as such last year. And this year he's over 50 yards once 50. Like I'm not even, that's not even a high bar to, to, to get over. He had the first game. He is six for 69, two, t- two touchdowns. He has, I think a combined like 110 yards in four games. Since. <laughs> um, and, he, and he only played the sneaky part. He's only played 42 snaps last week too. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know what they were. They were up in that game, and it was kind of didn't have to do anything. But, but Claypool still got it done. I mean, uh, it just I don't know. I he's like the third option right now, and I don't. Right. It's hard to explain it. It's hard to figure it out. He's probably gonna have a game at some point where he breaks out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and pick that game. I'm and play every week and try and find the right game. I'm just not doing it right now. I just don't see anything there. And you, do you actually think it's a Deontay uh, Deontay Johnson week, or is just forty two hundred for? Um, three targets in his last two games because he got hurt enough. I, I think forty two hundred is enough. I think that the he, he was fifty six hundred two weeks ago, like, mm-hmm. and he just didn't do anything wrong. He just got hurt, which obviously he kills you in, in DFS. But 
He's practicing. It sounds like he's going to play. He had 23 targets the first two games. He's barely played since then. Um, all three Texan wide receivers scored against Tennessee last week. <laughs> I mean, Will Fuller had over 23 yards. If you want a piece of this, of this, uh, this, I almost said Pyrus, geez. If this Sears <laughs> offense, I think it's 4,200. He's the, there, I don't think there's a ton of really cheap plays this week. I don't think there's a lot of guys. Usually we got a couple guys. He's 4,000. There's one other guy I want to talk about, but there's not a lot of guys down here. If you want to get in some some running backs and some receivers at the top, I think Deontay Johnson is a guy that has the most upside for 4,200 that we see on the slate. No, I totally agree. Um, is the other guy that you want to talk about, does he have two first names? He does have two first names. <laughs> very Two two very Irish-sounding first names. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't understand how you go back-to-back weeks with over 100 yards, yes. going three games in a row with either 100 yards and a touchdown. And your price goes up one hundred dollars, forty six hundred for Tim Patrick. Like, if we think McLaren should be popular, then why isn't Patrick equally as popular? And Jerry Judy, who I really like as a player, is still five hundred dollars more. Yeah, and would and it, it's a game where uh, we talked about Mahomes earlier, but Kansas is going to score somehow in this game. Like, they're going to get points, and Denver's going to have to throw the ball the whole second half. I mean, I think Tim Patrick is uh, at forty six hundred is really interesting, a big catch up second half kind of play. I mean, fifteen targets the last two weeks. You mentioned the hundred yards in both games. Um, yeah, I love it there too. I like, I think him and Deontay are both, uh, both way underpriced. Yeah. The Judy price is interesting to me. Like the one touchdown he had against the jets, like should have been an interception. Like it was a, yeah, it was not a good pass. It was just a, it was a really good play by Judy, but you're right. right. It should have been picked by uh, Pierre um, And if that's, what's keeping him above Patrick, like I, I don't get that one at all. Um, Usually you get like the 100 yard week and the price doesn't move much, but you get that second one. Usually the price jumps up. I thought he's gonna be like 5,300 this week and 4,600 jumped out to me as, as very playable. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I mean, there, there are cheaper guys like you can try to get away with, but there's just no safety down here. I think that's ultimately the problem. Like, but I think that Kirk Johnson and Patrick are all under 5,000 are all pretty playable guys. mm -hmm. Right. And obviously you play them if you're, um, and Cooks, I would put uh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, in yeah. I guess he's fifty two hundred. But if you're paying up for, fits, yeah. if you're paying up for running backs, like these are the guys, these are the wide receivers you're gonna have to play, and they're like not that bad. It's not like you have to go all the way down. You're not playing Kendrick Bourne at thirty four hundred, or please, please don't do that. Yeah, or uh, Brashad Perriman at thirty seven. That dude cannot catch the ball. It drives me nuts. Sorry. Um, yeah, just like the the bottom. There's no bottom guys that like you're like oh that's a misprice at 3,200. Like that's perfect. I'll go play him. Like I, there's no, there's no Alameda Zacchaeus. That's right. That's right. Um, ouch. Yeah. That one didn't work. <laughs> it did some work, some don't. And obviously with the guys down, here, I mean, Johnson, the thing with Johnson, Patrick and Kirk is I think they're a little more talented than most of the guys we usually playing yeah. down here. And I think that's a, and they're both, all three of them, they're on situations that should work out. I mean, Pittsburgh could get up on Tennessee, but you think that's a game that Tennessee's going to hang in. I mean, Tennessee's good. Um, Tennessee and Pittsburgh are both good. Um, Kirk and Seattle, obviously a high-scoring game. And then Patrick and Kansas City, you think they're going to have to throw the ball second half. So all kind of game script-wise, they work out too. And if you want pieces of that offense, under 5,000, they're all they're all really good guys. Yeah. Zacchaeus is 3,000. Yeah. And what is he, option nine now? <laughs> uh, zero catches on two targets last week. That game, man, he had that 13-yard catch at the first drive. I was like, here we go. Here we it go. Just, just fell apart. It was his last catch. <laughs> it was. Um, last guy I want to ask you about down here, the one guy that I think is playable if the situation works out. If Keenan Allen doesn't play, 
I think Mike Williams uh, against Jacksonville at 4,700 becomes a pretty interesting play. He was really good in week five without Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen played the first like series or yeah, two and then hurt the back. He scored the touchdown first, but then got hurt. And, uh, you know, Mike Williams got eight targets. He was five for 109. Um, Herbert definitely trusts him to kind of throw those jump balls. And we like to say, we talked about Jameis a lot last year. Like you want the quarterback who's willing to, to force the ball in because he trusts the receivers. It doesn't always work, but when it does, it's big plays. And Mike Williams is um, obviously super talented. He had a catch on the sideline against Kansas City that was just an absurd catch. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think he's playable. I think I probably want Keenan Allen not to play if I'm going to play him over those other three guys we mentioned, though. I was just about to say the other three guys that are give us you gives you the out if uh, if Keenan Allen doesn't play. But Mike Williams was definitely, I think it was last season, where for most of the season he led the league in like air yards and targets without yep. a touchdown, and wild. so having two, unfortunately scoring two uh, last week or whenever that was their last game. Yeah, like, is he done for the season? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think no, with uh, Herbert, I think I, I like the I like the Herbert play because I think Herbert's willing to go deep. Where um, I think you throw the ball faster than Philip Rivers does right now. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. The the, the Philip Rivers it, deep it, ball, deep duck is a yeah. It's it's ugly and it, it hurt Williams a lot last year. But mm-hmm. let's jump into uh, jump into tight ends. Tight ends interesting this week. We've got three guys now. Now that I'm ad- adding Darren Waller to the pool. Um, with the with the late ad there, there's three guys over 6100, then no one between 5000 and 6100. Like there's at least three guys, and then it, and I like the DraftKings does that. Like there's no reason to force somebody in the in the yeah. 5000 range if they're not worth it. Like there's Hawkinson's 5000. There's nobody like they don't make somebody 5500, 5600 just because they feel like they have to fill in that range, which I do like. We have Kittle, Kelsey, and Darren Waller at the top, um, 65, 63, and 6100 um, respectively on DraftKings. Um, George Kittle is probably my favorite player in the NFL. I am not getting anywhere near playing him this week in a week that I think Bill Belichick game plans to take him away. Yeah, I mean, uh, in that um, in the Patriots Chiefs game, everybody was talking about how Belichick really focuses on Kelsey because he thinks he's like just way yep. too important. Like, let Tyreek Hill do whatever he wants, but let's yep. stop Kittle. Let's stop Kelsey. And it seems and like he did, it, he did it with Darren Waller too. Darren Waller had that huge Monday night game against New Orleans, and then had two catches. And it's the only game. He has Waller has 45 yards in four or five games, 45 plus yards and seven targets in four or five games. It was the the New England game where he, had, he hit neither of those. I just I think in the Niners offense, like Kittle is the key to that whole thing. And I, if, if Belichick is the way he game plans in the past, I think he takes Kittle away and makes other guys beat him. And I just Kittle may still beat that. He's talented enough, and and Shanahan's smart enough to be able to figure out some ways to get him. But I'm not paying for it this week. Yeah, at 6,500, there's just no reason to to take that, especially I, because. Kelsey has a decent, a pretty good matchup, as does Waller. At least you know, I play, with... I play Kelsey and Waller this week over him without a second down. Yeah, um, it's kind of interesting because you, you basically have to look at it. You're not going to get a very cheap running back that you're going to want to play. So it's like, do if you um, pay up for one of these guys at tight end, you're going to have to play probably one of those four thousand or even a three thousand dollar wide receiver to kind of make up for it. Um, you, might, you might, you might have to play two of them too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what you do at running back or and quarter. I mean, obviously there's only so much money you spend, but exactly. <clears throat> excuse me. I think what you have to do is look at the cheaper tight ends and just say, do I want to play one of these guys or one of the cheaper wide receivers? And it seems like the wide receivers are a little safer this week. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I think that I'm just not going to be able to afford these top guys. If I did it, it'd be Kelsey at 6,300. I mean, seven plus targets last five weeks. He's just the guy that is always involved um, you know, game script wise, you worry about that if they get up on Denver, maybe they don't throw as much. But if I had to play one of these three guys, 
I think it would be uh, Kelsey, although I think Waller's interesting if they get behind Tampa Bay and they kind of, you know, just dump him a bunch and a lot of a lot of 10-yard plays, and I think that works too. If I had to play someone up here, I think it'd be Kelsey. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I was starting to get worried. Like, I, I always start at the bottom and work my way up with tight end. And, you know, like, I'm willing to take the zero on Adam Troutman when he starts and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but, like, the bottom is really ugly this week. Uh, it's, it's bad. There's not, I, I guess Logan Thomas at 35 is like the one guy down there you might be able to play. And I'm not sure why we keep thinking he's a play. Uh, obviously he had the touchdown last week, but like it just. He had, I, the, he had the targets early on, but I've kind of gone off him recently. Just uh, I, it's, it's Dallas and it's the touchdown last week, I think is why he jumps out a little bit, but um, I'd move up a little bit and play a tight end if I had to. Yeah. So like, um, We've got Anthony Ferkser, though. Nine targets last week. Obviously, that was after Janu got hurt. Um, and I think Smith Yeah, is... I mean, if, if Janu doesn't play, and he's kind of trending towards playing. If he doesn't right. play, I think that I think Ferkser becomes a pretty pretty easy slot in. Yeah. Uh, Smith, yeah, practiced fully la- or yesterday. So I think yeah, he's, he's going to play. Yeah, I um, too. One guy who you have mentioned on multiple podcasts that jumped out at me a little bit, and I couldn't decide if it was because he was actually a good play or I just constantly heard you talk about him. Um, <laughs> what do you think about Hunter Henry this week? I think he is uh, the best play in this range. I think that uh, it's him. For me, it's him or Austin Hooper again. Um, I like Henry, though. 4,500 seems cheap. He's just yeah. been solid. He hasn't been huge, so he hasn't get that bump up. But 50-plus yards or a touchdown in four or five games. So four or five games, he's you know done enough to probably work out the price. Um, you know, we don't know if they'll need to throw, but you know, if uh, if Keenan Allen doesn't play, I think he becomes a little more interesting too. Yeah. I think Keenan Allen's gonna play though. But his price dropped eight hundred dollars from last week. He was fifty three hundred. Now he's at forty five hundred. I just think Hunter Henry's too good in an offense that I like to be forty five hundred. So I think he, I think he's a very playable guy. He's like, I had three guys bolded down here, and he's one of the three. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. good. The other one is at the same price as Rob Gronkowski, who interestingly enough is kind of part of the offense now. Like he was. Weeks one, you made a face, but weeks one through four, 14 targets. Last two weeks, 14 targets also. He was five for 78 and a touchdown last week. Um, his price only went up $200. I just think he's finally part of this offense. I think I prefer Henry. I think I prefer Hooper. But uh, I think Gronkowski at the price is uh, is playable. It looks like Brady's definitely looking for him in the red zone too. Yeah. Um, You're out, it looks like. I just uh, – I'd rather I'll just play Gronk like when I have to, and it just doesn't feel like it's a week where you have to. Um, you don't you don't think he's going to be nice and rested with the uh, the time in Las Vegas he's spending there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. All right. That that's it. I'm off. I'm off. Um, but I think uh, yeah. I I just I play Henry over him though, so I probably won't have much Gronkowski. But I think he's he's one of the guys in the range that I do consider. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think you could also give a look at like Eric Ebron. Like I feel like every week you can. He'll have a touchdown at some point, but like, you're not obviously getting overly excited about him. The same about uh, Dalton Schultz. Like, with Dalton, yeah, maybe been, you feel a little bit better. Um, because been quiet they, the last last couple of weeks. I don't know if I, 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 I think Schultz was more in that like Dax throwing the ball 900 times a game, and he's gonna get a piece of that. I just uh, I don't see it with with Andy Dalton, but yeah, it could work. I mean, at the price, it could work. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not going out of my way to get him. The one guy uh, that intrigues me a little bit which i i certainly wouldn't play him in cash but like noah fant like is really good and is capable at least of like breaking off big plays which you don't get from tight ends very often and 
Like if we see that Denver needs to throw a lot, um, I mean, we already talked about Patrick. We talked about Judy. Like I think Fant's kind of a, an interesting play for tournaments as like just a bit of a one-off because like he has a pretty good upside just on each play that he has, he can take it to the house. Yeah, and you like the fact that the second half they're going to be throwing a lot against Kansas City, and it sounds like he's going to play at a full practice yesterday. Yeah. Um, he's five targets every game too. He's yep. only top sixty yards once, but you just kind of you like you said he's the kind of the guy that can break the big play. We don't have, get we don't get a lot of that outside of the the kill Kelsey Waller range. We don't get a lot of that down here of guys. You like you need guys to score most of these guys, uh, but with Noah Fant, you can get that 50, 60 yard play, right. and you can you can kind of see that working out too. I do want to talk about Austin Hooper real quick before we move on to defenses. Four thousand on DraftKings. The price did not move up very much. But five, five for 52 last week on six targets. Like, he wasn't huge, but, you know, at that price, he didn't hurt you. Uh, Five-plus catches three weeks in a row now. They're definitely using him more. He has 23 targets the last three weeks. Um, I'm a little surprised the price isn't more in the the, the $4,500 range, but I think the Hooper is still very playable this week in a game that, uh, against Cincinnati, I do like him this week again. Yeah, that's a great call. I like that. I mean, I would like Darren Fells in that same price. And, you know, if Aikens is out again, he had seven targets last week. But uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm paying for Fells. I'd, I'd pay for Hooper over Fells for sure. I mean, 4100 is like barely paying, though. Yeah. It's just uh, in that offense, if you want a piece of that, I get it. I just don't think Darren Fells is as good as he has been the last couple of weeks. And a lot of people like TJ Hawkinson this week at 5,000, you know, in that if you want to get a piece of that Detroit Atlanta game. Yeah. I just I think he has to score though. Like the way they're using him, he only has nine targets the last two games. He's two for nine and two for seventeen in those two games. He did score last week, but I find it hard to pay five thousand for him at the moment. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, what about defense this week? Uh, anybody you like? Uh, you're usually better at uh, with the cheaper defenses. Who do you like in the cheap range? Let's start kind of backwards this week. Uh, I looked at Detroit, which feels a little crazy, oh, but. All right. Um, that's, I think mostly built around Matt Ryan's spite. Like, I think (laughs) I look at that and I say, there's no way he can have two good games in a row because Matt Ryan is not very good. Um, and so if he turns the ball over, obviously the Detroit defense, uh, works that out. Um, they're two, they're 2,200, 2,200 on DraftKings. Yeah. The cheap one that I originally went to was Washington though. I mean, playing against Andy Dalton, I think uh, that's fine. They really... This like pass rush that we were sold on earlier in the season, uh, eight sacks yeah. in week one, and they've had, uh, I believe, eight sacks since then. Three, six, yeah, eight, um, which is not good for those of you. And who one, are and one, one each of the last three weeks. Too. Right. So it has like it's even gotten worse. Like I looked at that too, and I was like, oh, Washington twenty five hundred. You know, Dallas turns the ball over, and would they have five? Yeah, Zeke fumbles all the week? time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dalton, had, Dalton had three interceptions last yeah. week. Like I get that. Um, I think if I'm going down there, down here though, I kind of like Cleveland actually. Okay, uh, I see it. 2800 at Cincinnati. They're 4700 on DraftKings or on FanDuel. Wow, That's a huge difference. Yeah, uh, but they just uh, they had. Uh, it's more an anti-Cincy play. Cincy's given up uh, seven sacks against Baltimore, eight sacks against Philly. So teams that rush the quarterback, they really struggled. Um, you know, I think that Burrow's going to throw the ball a ton, which probably works for some stats, but also works for some turnovers. Yeah. Um, Cleveland should be leading in this game. I think Cleveland's going to be – you can't really quantify this, but I think they're really pissed off this week. I think they're pretty embarrassed after losing to Pittsburgh. I think you're going to get a lot, of, uh, a lot of fire out of Cleveland this week going into another uh, division rival. Um, they're probably my favorite defense on, on DraftKings under 3,000. I, I, like, I like them more than Washington. Yeah, I mean we talk about uh, previously with how bad the Eagles offensive line is and that Carson Wentz is taking all these sacks. Uh, coming into this week, uh, Wentz is the only quarterback who's been sacked more than Joe Burrow. Um, 
25 and 24. So, and the next highest was Deshaun Watson at 19. And so, yeah, that's a fun call. That, I don't I know take why. it back. Andy Dalton only had two picks last week, not three. Sorry. Oh. Did he fumble? <laughs> he did not fumble. They had, they had four turnovers. So it was two Zeke and two, two Dalton. But gotcha. um, yeah, I, I just, I think the $3 more is worth it for Cleveland. What about a little bit higher? Uh, I actually like the Chargers this week going against Jacksonville. They're 3400 on drafting, so they're priced pretty well. They're they're still $1,300 less than Buffalo, who obviously everybody likes because they're playing the Jets. Sorry for the last time. Um, but they're, they're $1,300 less. I like the Chargers this week in a home game against Jacksonville. Uh, Minshew likes to force it a little bit. I think that uh, I think they work pretty well, too, if you wanted to save some money but not go uber cheap. I think a little bit of that difference is that the Bills, like 4700 is a lot for a defense. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I like that call. Um, yeah, with Minshew, like you just never know. Like I feel like whenever people are like, I think I might play Minshew this week. I'm like, I, good luck. I mean, that's a perfect GPP. Like, sure, if you have no problem losing most weeks and then you win with Minshew, that's fine. But um, so my my question for you is, that, since you brought it up, is he really a GPP guy? Minshew? Yeah. I I play. I mean, more as like a he's not a cash guy. And <laughs> so like you like, can play. But he's had he's had one big game all year yeah well that's all you need i mean if you if you're he's like he's just kind of good every week i don't know he just uh yeah he's like he scores 20 points every week and moves on but you had the one big game you're right yeah i mean if you if you get the Minshew week right and you make tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars and you lose all of the other ones you're probably still well ahead unless you need some bankroll management lessons but um how do you not pay up for a defense playing an offensive line that may all have COVID or may not all have COVID. I mean, obviously 4,300 for Kansas city is a lot, but um, I mean, not Kansas city, excuse me, Tampa uh, Bay, Tampa Bay. Uh, 3,700 like No, no. Yeah. And Dominican Sue against guys who didn't practice one day this week because they may have had a deadly virus. I will admit that uh, when I did defenses, they weren't on the slate yet, so I hadn't looked too close to them. But that uh, that works really well. They had, uh, whew, yeah, yeah. The, the Tampa defense is weird. Like I thought really Tampa weird. was going to be just kind of average because I thought Brady was just kind of a guy now. But I thought the offense would be good. And I think defense wouldn't be. The defense flies all over. He yeah, did, they, they drafted uh, Devin White at, at linebacker, who's really good. Uh, Lamonte David was all over the place last week against Green Bay. They had five sacks against Rodgers. He threw two picks, and he never throws picks. Yeah, I think that. Uh, 3,700 works pretty well there. I think that uh, I might like them more than the Chargers now that you bring that up. Did they almost have a second touchdown last week? Yes. They, the, the second interception, was they brought it back to like the three or the oh, four. Oh, okay. Because I, was say, I really yeah. thought they had two touchdowns, but you're right. Yeah, they fell down at the three. Um, and it was like within within like six minutes of each other too. Right, right, right. Uh, like game real was time. Not, not game time. Like real time. Yeah. It was like boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. The, that game was over early. Um, and it was – Green Bay was up 10 nothing in that game too. Right. Which is yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like them. I just like your, I think that, that makes sense. You're basically at 3,700. You're uh, on DraftKings. Like you're prioritizing defense at that point. Um, like you now have to like go into the rest of your team. Like, well, if I don't like, um, yeah. you know, now you're getting rid of Terry McLaurin so that you can play Tim Patrick. And it's like, do you really want to make that move in order to get a defense in, in a position that is like the most variant in fantasy sports? <laughs> I'd probably just save the thousand bucks and go to Cleveland, but right. if you're gonna go somewhere, I liked the Chargers, and I think I like Tampa Bay more. I think that's a good, uh, that's a good one, good yeah. one you brought up there. I yeah. think that they they're flying around, and you're right. I mean, we don't know a if the offensive linemen gonna be 
if they if they have COVID or they're just around it. We don't even know that yet. It sounds like aside from Trent Brown, they were just kind of around Trent Brown. Um, so they might be fine. But you're right. I mean, not practicing all week. If they play Sunday, I mean, I still don't think we know it's going to happen. Like, obviously, the, the key of this slate is this game is you're going to have to watch to make sure this game play, gets played. Happens, yeah. um, we'll know we'll know Sunday morning, though, obviously. We'll know before deadline if they're going to actually play the game or push it back to Monday or Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, they're a defense that, uh, that works really well. I think if you're going to pay up, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you made a mistake in your lineup and you have 3,700 for your defense, then yeah, go all go all in on there. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you, I'm curious. You're you're good at this. What what do you think Buffalo's percentage is at 4,700? Do you think? I mean, are people going to be like force them in against the Jets? It just seems like such a crazy high price. Um, I, I don't like, know. Are they I, are they 10 percent or like one percent? Like, I don't I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, defenses are never that popular. Um, yeah. I mean, they. Their highest score this week is this season is eight, which came against yeah. the Jets actually. Um, <clears throat> they played. They played week one, right? Excuse me. Yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, I just don't have the thought ever in my mind of like this is the defense I need to play, and so not only having that thought, but then also being like, oh, let me pay forty seven hundred for a defense instead of one of the seven wide receivers that we talked about between 4,500 and 5,000. So it's like, or you're dropping like Aaron Jones to Jarek McKinnon. Like that you're, like right. you're making big drops to make that play. Yeah. Like if you want to do the two V two of Deshaun Watson and uh, the Browns defense or Kyle Allen and the bills go nuts. Exactly. And I get, and I think, I think I like your Tampa play enough that I would just drop a thousand there pretty easily right. too. So yeah, Cool. Anybody else uh, you want to talk about any other thoughts on the slate uh, before we jump out of here on week seven? I just hope it plays as we talked about it. Yeah, I hope so too. I think it's gonna be a fun week. I think with, with three games over 56, you're just going to get some points. I mean, you know, games can go under games can go, get weird, but we're going to have points this week. There are going to be some games that are pretty high up. They're gonna be some fun games. We, I think we have four games at the one o'clock time too, which is one o'clock my time, which is nice after having two games. Last, two, last, the afternoon slate was so bad last week because it was, there were two games and one of them was, Jets I think it was Dolphins. Miami Jets Dolphins, which was over early. And then Tampa Green Bay was like the game everyone to watch. And that game was over at halftime too. Yeah. It was like, it was just a tear. Like, I can't remember many afternoon slates where I literally, like at halftime, I was like, all right, I'm going to go do, find something else to do with my Sunday afternoon. It was, <laughs> was kind of nice in a way, but in a way, you know, you want four or five games going on. So, yeah. Um, cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. We always appreciate that. If you want to follow Andrew on Twitter, he's at Rotowire Andrew. I am at Scott Jensen. If you could take a second to rate and review the podcast, we'd also appreciate that. Helps us out a lot. Helps people find the podcast, which is also a very good thing, too. Uh, other than that, hope everybody has a fantastic week seven. We'll be back at you next Friday morning with week eight. Take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.